Welcome to Side Group Cinema, your podcast within a podcast. My name is Ricky Allpike, and joining me is Jonathan Astro and AJ. Hey, hey, AJ. Oh, I liked it. Is that good? Is that a good <laughs> one? Good. That was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. It's getting more yodel-like every every week. I'm just going to keep trying out new stuff. Uh, so, AJ, are you, you're on the road. I'm on the road. I'm on a fucking island, really. Um, the commitment, think about it. Think. I want you to tell people in your life, Say they say, they say what are you doing tonight? You say, uh, sorry, I've got to go home, uh, back to the cabin. Uh, I yeah. need to record a podcast. They go, oh, great. Is it, you know, is it about, um, you know, Ukraine or what's going on? You say, no, no, no. It's, uh, it's called Side Boob Cinema. And don't worry, don't worry. We hate. Then they go, it's called what? And you're walking away screaming down. You're going, no, it's okay. We've got a Me Too meter. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. And they go, what? And you go, don't worry. Don't worry. As they say that to people that I've just met. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> well, anyway, that's wonderful. You have, it's, it's, I did see a quick uh, shot of you before. Before, And um looks like, you know, it looked like you were in the linen having a good time. <laughs> Relaxing. I don't know about having a good time. Uh, the um, the humidity is a killer. Yeah, right. Okay. okay. So you are somewhere tropical. I am. Wonderful. Great. <laughs> All right. Well, tonight it's stir crazy. Nineteen eighty. This is uh, our Richard Pryor uh, sort of double that we're doing. Um, had you either of you seen Stir Crazy before? Yes, I've seen it. No. Okay. Great. Uh, right. Well. Um. Uh, first impressions or? Um, I yelled out Twin Towers on the plane. <laughs> so. <laughs> hey, that's my that's my thing. No, I know. I, and I did it for you. Oh, great. It was definitely a homage. No, it's all good. I, I want this. I want this to grow. I want everybody to start doing this. <laughs> no, but like, don't you think yelling out Twin Towers on a plane is a bit macabre? It's not great. I'm sure that's actually what some people actually did before they hit the towers. Yeah, just don't don't yell out Aloha Akbar or anything like that at this, you know, before or after that. You know, always gotta go there. You you just you know, you just want to get us like shot up.
Well, I don't know. I'll talk. I'll tell you what this movie's about. All right. Here we go. So, Harry and Skip, Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder, they're together. Uh, they're both out of work artists. Uh, they've had enough of the big city, the Big Apple, in fact. And on the same day, they lose their jobs. All right. So Skip, that is Rich, uh, Gene Wilder, he pitches a big move to Harry. He says that they need to go somewhere warm, somewhere where the women are natural, robust, and open. So they hit the road. Uh, bound for Hollywood, of course. Uh, that is until their van breaks down along the way somewhere in Arizona. And in order to pay for the repairs, they pick up a little marketing gig as mascots for a local bank. Now, this basically involves them spruiking for the bank, uh, singing and dancing in bird costumes, basically acting like tits. Anyway, uh, in a stroke of very bad luck, a pair of bad hombres steal the bird costumes and frame the pair by sticking up the bank. This is all while our boys are actually on their lunch break. So uh, they are swiftly convicted, Harry and, uh, and Skip, uh, and sentenced to 125 years hard time in a maximum security <laughs> penitentiary. <laughs> it's a bit harsh. Uh, it is harsh. There they meet a group of misfits, Jesus Ramirez, who's another bank robber, and Rory, I can't say his last name, Shudlin Rand. I don't think anyone ever says it. It's one of those things where it appears in the fucking credits and no one ever says it, so why am I reading it out? <laughs> anyway, Rory. Uh, and now Rory is what used to be termed a uh, gay man, I think they were called. <laughs> we not, used to call him gay men, did we? I don't know. I actually don't know what we say now. I think if we say a non, a non-trans liking person who likes men. Or something i don't know anyway uh that guy's in for murdering his stepfather so harry and skip go to the warden to appeal for better conditions because you know jail ain't all that and although it seems like the warden actually cares about the inmates he actually uses these these perverse meetings with the the inmates to test them on a mechanical bull uh to feed his obsession with rodeo like you still with me okay yes all right okay good <laughs> so Harry, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Skip, uh, Gene Wilder, uh, mounts the machine and it turns out that he's actually a wonderful rider. Um, so Warden Beatty uh, wants Skip to compete in the annual rodeo competition. Uh, but as their, new, uh, prison friends, as their new prison friends tell them, um, the prize money from this competition is actually meant to go to the prisoners uh, in the competition, but it, it actually really is just a money-making racket for the warden and uh, another dodgy warden across town. So with their appeal uh, for their, their bank robber uh, antics showing no results, Harry and Skip resolve to bust out with Jesus and Rory in tow. Now, the plan is to use the rodeo competition as a diversion. So the first step involves Skip uh, refusing to enter the competition which triggers the warden, who's obviously very disappointed about this. He's very committed to rodeo. Uh, the warden and his offsider then uh, proceed to sort of torture Skip. You know, they try everything, including uh, a week of solitary in, in a sort of a hot box outside. Finally, they put Harry and Skip in the same cell as the gargantuan mass murderer, Grossberger. <laughs> Great nickname. <laughs> Uh, and unfortunately for the warden, Grossberger and the boys hit it off uh, and he actually becomes part of the gang. So meanwhile, uh, Skip has fallen for his lawyer's associate, Meredith, played by Joe Beth Williams. Uh, he asks uh, her if she would consider one of those prison romances you hear about and she says no. Uh, uh, this actually spurs Skip to go to the warden and say that he's ready to ride the rodeo, uh, but he wants his motley crew to join him in tow. 
uh, so for support. And while Skip prepares for the rodeo, a couple of things happen, okay? The warden places a big fat bet with another rival warden on the rodeo. Number two, uh, sort of the main heavy guard conspires, I think it's Craig T. Nelson, great character actor, conspires with a former rodeo champ uh, another in, and, and also another inmate to kill uh, Skip at the rodeo. And third up, Meredith, uh, who I mentioned before, uh, goes undercover at a strip club to find the real bank robbers who framed Harry and Skip. All right, so at the rodeo, Skip performs a range of daring rides while Harry and the gang slip out, you know, sort of dressed as as uh, rodeo clowns and whatnot. One by one, uh, they slip out with the help from Jesus's relatives. I think his wife and probably uh, his brother or cousin. Uh, and Grossberger knocks out the murderous former rodeo champ uh, that I mentioned before. Skip makes his escape and the gang all go their separate ways. Uh, their separate ways, sorry. Meredith finally catches up with Harry and Skip and tells them that the two real bank robbers have been apprehended and our heroes are exonerated. Stir crazy. <laughs> 1980. All right. Done. That's it. That's what happened. It's it's bonkers trying to tell tell that story like you've just done now. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you sort of don't really put together how um stream of consciousness it comes across when when you until you write it down and then you go, oh, okay. This is like what was the when was the first point someone in the well the writer said, I got it. The the wardens of rodeo nut. Yeah, seriously. What the well, fuck, man? Well, this is this is something I wanted to bring up. That that they shot this in a real uh, in a real prison, and the real warden of that prison had been trying to get a rodeo set up for many many years in this prison, and could never find enough money to do it. And this film financed that. What? So so I don't know if 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 they written that in the script to begin with, or they went looking for. A, a prison and then heard this story and went, hey, why don't we just write it into the show and then you guys can have your rodeo and, and we can shoot it here. I, I haven't been able to figure that out. That's crazy. That's art imitating life. Mm. That's weird. Well. That is weird. Yeah. But we'll talk about prison. Um, oh. Uh, I, yeah. I, I thought, you know, just, just in general. Get on the ball. Get on the ball. Get on the ball. Is that what that is? I didn't know. Oh, is that a recreational activity? I was hoping for volleyball or tennis. And we have an annual prison rodeo. We're awfully proud of it. And we like to run you new fellas through this uh, little test once you've been with us for three months just to see if you have any aptitude for it. Sure, fine with me. Make sure we haven't overlooked some big rodeo star. You won't be needing me, right? You want to shut up? Okay. Okay, let it rip. Your own backwards. <laughs> backwards? I thought you meant the other way around. I was looking for the horns that come out. <laughs> okay. Ready, Mr. Wilson? Ready. Proceed. Harry, you gotta try this. It's fun. It's like the merry-go-round at Coney Island couple of things i got a question um why does skip this is this is gene wilder why does skip get fired from his job as a store detective so, yeah because he was obviously an excellent detective like no, so, i think i think he got it wrong though right he, yeah he, but the, the, why, why don't we see that 
Yes, I know. Oh. Yeah, we don't see him get it wrong. Yeah. I feel like there's a scene I'm being robbed of here, and you know the scene I want. I want it to be like Nuns on the Run last week. I yes. want it to be the yeah. ripping of the clothes off. Yes. And she, you know what she'd have underneath? The full garters and the whole bit. Yep. Yep. Definitely. I want that scene. Yes. Anyway, didn't happen. So anyway. But I, I, but I love that scene, though. That's one of my favourite scenes is, is that one and how it is in like sort of cuts between that and Richard Pryor's job as the waiter at the party and they accidentally lace the food with his marijuana and he gets fired because of that. But that's awkward because that's so early in the movie. Because and, again, he shouldn't have got fired yes. because they all had a great time. They had a great time. Well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> no, it doesn't make sense. They, 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 it was just trying to show. Like, in fact, I don't know, because like, we've got this, this beginning part of the movie which is setting up New York as being uh, 70s New York, you know, yeah. pretty much, which is, pretty uh, yeah, just taxi driver New York. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's pre Giuliani nightmare, like just violent mm. and stinky, and and everyone's got an attitude, and um, mm. uh, and so I feel like that that does loom quite large those early early scenes, and then suddenly becomes a prison movie. Yes, it it could have been a road movie, you know. Yes, so making mm. their way to to LA. Yeah. Yeah, it seems to be they're trying to do a few few things. Well, I got yeah, I don't know. Well, AJ, I always like to hear from you because you've got uh, a fresh perspective on some of these movies. So, what 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 did you what did what did you make of it all? Well, in my notes here, there are a lot of laughy faces. So <laughs> Come on, give us an example. Back, Come on. I I thought the movie was fun. I think they're a great pair. Um, it went for too long. Yes. Mm. And like an hour and 50 or something. Yeah, the idea was pretty whack, but I did have a good time. Hi, hello, excuse me, dear. May I talk with you for just one minute? Up your kazoo. <laughs> Wait a minute, please. I'm not trying to be a pest. I know that you're an actress. Who are you? My name is Skip Donahue. I'm a playwright, and I saw you do a scene from Romeo and Juliet at the Wilson workshop. I want you to know that you are wonderful. I'm not just saying it to be kind, you were really lovely. If you don't get out of my way, I'm going to kick you in the nuts. <laughs> kick in the nuts? You're fantastic. I mean, the way you can switch characters like that, the difference between this and your Juliet is fabulous. By the way, dear, I know that you're not wearing anything underneath that coat. What? I also know that you're a shoplifter, part-time. <gasps> what are you, some kind of a looney tune? No, I'm the store detective here, part-time. Well, well, I don't usually bring up reviews this early in the show, but I think I think there's one here that could spark a little bit of conversation. Uh, David Anson of Newsweek found the film only intermittently funny, remarking that uh, the writer is trying for a formula film and can't land on the right formula. Is it a buddy movie, a caper comedy, a parody of prison films, an urban cowboy neo-western, a New York versus Sunbelt comedy. Unfortunately, it's more of a shambles uh, than any of the above, albeit a fairly genial one. Mm -hmm. So I guess he brings up some interesting points like, you know, what what is this film? Like, is it a prison film? Is it a buddy film? You know. What it is is it was made for $10 million and it made $101 million. I know, it was very wow. successful. Yeah. So this was a big fat, big titted hit all right mm, and yep. in fact up until the year 2017 I, I i don't know if uh black panther knocked it off but 
it was up until just a couple of years ago, uh, the biggest, the most successful movie by a black director ever. Yes. Wow. Yep. Like, so this is, it was huge, you know. It, like this- it was the third highest grossing film of 1980 behind The Empire Strikes Back and 9 to 5. And oh, I, wow. I read some other mad shit that it was like Columbia TriStar's like biggest movie or something. It, is, so it was yeah. something like that. Where yeah. So this was an unambiguous hit. Now, I feel like this is one of those ones that is sort of context uh, dependent. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, like I, I feel like this movie met a moment and, mm. and it was exactly what people needed. And you can tell because despite all the unevenness, which we can go into a bit more detail, you, you really are just hanging out with uh, Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. Yeah. And and they are quite electric together as is as we've as the rest of their their filmography the, uh uh where they did another few movies together uh, shows you. So really I think it's what people needed and you know and I feel like where we're at in 2022 we're sort of in a similar moment to 1980 in in terms of you know they had a fuel crisis, they had, you know, it was a really it was a, it was a downer. <laughs> At that yeah. time, it was a real fucking downer in the late 70s, you know, post Watergate and whatever. And, you know, before Reagan and before, you know, America sort of got its puff back. I feel, that's So I, when I was watching this movie, I was like, I felt um, maybe I, I kind of had a bit of a great time as well. And so I was like, oh, wow, like, isn't that strange, you know, because <laughs> we've got a fucking like a war raging on right now. We've got mm. inflation and all these terrible things, COVID and all that, like still lingering. And yeah, I just loved, yeah, laughing at funny names like Grossberger and yeah. um, <laughs> physical comedy and all of that, you know. Um, yeah. But- and some of the lines were ridiculous. Like, yeah, Gene was ridiculous. Like, it didn't know his joyful spirit yeah. and going to prison. Like he had no clue. Yes. And then it was hilarious when he got to prison. That is a good joke, isn't it? The idea of Ooh. someone, because you know why that actually, that, that's brilliant because the prison's fucking terrifying and it's real. Like, like they they filmed it in a real prison. Like it's, it's a, it's a genuinely scary prison because it's, it's so authentic. Mm. And there's something so funny about Gene Wilder going and, and uh, he just doesn't really get it. Uh, and then he even says at one point, oh, he's like, Harry, we're in prison. <laughs> we're in prison. <laughs> well, that's, that's stuff just like, do they know I hate confinement? Yes. <laughs> like anyone could go to prison no but he said no and the guards are are playing it straight too so he's getting like fully beaten and roughed up by the guards and he's like hey you no more hitting you know like yeah 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 so (laughs) yeah it was great what do you think they put in those little dollhouses what do you think us yes you got it on the first try harry what we're in prison God damn, man. Welcome to the real world. Not a minute too soon, I might add. Now brace up. Be strong. So I actually feel like this movie is, because uh, that was an interesting review that, that brought up all the different genres, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, but I do feel like, I wouldn't have got it when I was young. Mm. I, think I, I think I saw something else. But this time... I, the prison drama element of this movie did come to the fore. I I, I, I could see uh, the hand of the great uh, Sidney Poitier, uh, the director, uh, you know, actually I could see that he was doing something else here. This wasn't mm. just a, 
like I think he was having fun with the with the leads because he's done this kind of uh, goofy comedy before. Uh, he's got a, a you know he's he's done by this point he'd done one two three four five films. So this is his sixth film, uh, and he at least three of them uh, were sort of buddy uh, comedies with the now disgraced uh, Bill Cosby. And before you ask AJ, Sidney Poitier did turn his back on. <laughs> Cosby. I know you're thinking about. You were thinking, you were about to say. So, what does he think about um, drugging women? Well, he doesn't like it. All right, you got your answer. Any <laughs> point? He's not into it. So, anyway, the uh, he was he. So he's done quite a bit, and um, I felt that th- that the social justice element of this was him showing us prison. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like it was it was not good, and yeah. and. Um, a lot of the inmates are very likable, which yes. he kind of shows a human side to them. Yeah, which is very, which is very surprising. You no, know, because that's the thing. I, I you know, uh, 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 maybe we can talk about prison a bit because I just, I mean, prisons, <laughs> prisons, not good, eh? It's no. not good. <laughs> you know what it's I mean? Terrifying. Like it's fucking ter- not great. No, but what's the like? Yeah, I got some basic questions though. Like, what's the point of prison? Do you know what I mean? Well, Go what to Norway, you... all right? Well, no, no, no. I get no. I'm not like I'm not Alyssa Milano. I'm not saying defund. Like you know, <laughs> I, I told you I want the police to be a subscription service <laughs> where you can opt out if you want, and I'll pay my my eight bucks a month. And you know, well, for the for the very serious criminals, it's to keep them away from yeah. us on the outside. Yes, that's true. But but why do we let the inside? be so awful and so like mm. so i mean we we all hear about the prison because we because i've re- read about this recently like the whole point is that you're meant to you're you're taking away someone's freedom that's the point you're meant to yeah. it's but and all the ancillary stuff that we, we like to watch on tv like oz like where mm. it's like it's not just like there's this implied thing like we're not just taking away your freedom we're going to send you to a place where there's the only terrible people around you and like yeah, there'll be a constant threat of rape, uh, mm. uh, and you've got to get hard straight away, uh, or or you're going down, or you get shivved, or like you're gonna come, or you're gonna learn stuff you don't want to learn. You're gonna learn how to be a criminal in there, even yeah, so. That's even right. if you, you know what I mean? Or or yeah. like it reminds me of the staircase, right? So you remember we've all seen the staircase that that, yeah. that yeah. doco series, which is amazing. So I won't. I don't think I'm ruining it for anyone. Anyway, so this person who goes to to prison in it. Um, the staircase killer, everyone knows that. And uh, you see him uh, degenerate. Yeah. Like he goes into prison and then then whenever we cut back to him, um, he is just, the prison itself has just drained the life out of him. Mm. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So I'm just fascinated by this because, you know, this, this, this movie is all about prison mm. and these guys are in prison and like, all of it's there, like we see it all. Like he, like the first thing, um, Harry says to Skip, he's like, he's like, you got. He do, he does those little jar. He's doing like, like his sort of jaunty moving, and yeah. he says, "What are you doing?" He says, "Oh, you got to. I'm getting, I'm getting bad, you know. Because if you don't get bad, <laughs> if you don't get bad, you're gonna get fucked." And that it was amazing. Yeah. That scene was uh, incredible. It's but true. See, seeing yeah. Wilder trying to walk with a bit of a jive is was amazing. But I think that's what the com- a lot of the comedy comes from. It's see- I think that seeing a honky like. Gene Wilder do like <laughs> anything to do with black culture is yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. What are you doing? I'm getting bad. 
better get bad, Jack, because you ain't bad. You're going to get fucked. You're bad. They don't mess with you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, home, get down. Hey. No shit. That's right. No shit. No. I'm trying to get... We don't take no shit. No shit. No shit, Ray. Hey, y'all. One thing I don't care much for is the bullshit, like, kung fu stuff, you know. Oh, I wish that that hadn't happened. So there's, like, three scenes of that. I know, I know. So it's basically, let's explain it. It's basically <laughs> Gene Wilder doing kind of Bruce Lee kind of sounds. To, to try and make the inmates think he's uh, got got fighting skills. But also he does it later when to, to, to make them think he's crazy. Yeah. As well, yeah. So he's just using it for whatever, and you know, um, it was borderline Mickey Rooney, like sort of breakfast at Tiffany, <laughs> sort of at, at, yeah. at some points. Yeah, I'll pay that. Seventies yeah. was a, was a different time, you know, mm. like just uh, uh, it was all new. So <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it, it wasn't good. I think we've talked about prison plans before. Prison plans? Yeah. So what? What's your plan? Oh, if like, is he do- well, okay. Well, what's yours? Well, I think that I would hook up with a head bitch. Well, straight away. <laughs> yeah, instant. No, but isn't that, okay, so if you're going to do that, like. Lick a license, instant. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that means you're coming in day one. She's already got, like, you know, a coterie of new fish or whatever. So that yeah. means you've got to go in and day one you're getting to work. Like you're just yeah. going, all right, like, you know, um, you've got to like appeal to her straight away. But then again, women's prison's different, eh? Or is it? Well, I haven't watched enough of Wentworth. Well, <laughs> all I know is that it can't, like, whatever whatever men do, it's worse. That's the rule. So, like, you know how, you know how that, that one time, like, at a music festival where you have to go to a men's bathroom and you go in there and you go, Jesus, men are, men are animals. Well, I tell oh, you. Yeah. It's true. We are. So um, I feel like um, I don't know what I'd do. Ricky, uh, what would you do? Well, well, I'm, I'm toying up between finding the biggest dude and just punching him in the face yeah. straight away or going, going the crazy ticket and just smearing shit on the walls. Oh, okay. crazy town. Just, I like I'm, it. I'm crazy. Yeah, yeah that, that could work. Um because I mean that's in the same sort of area as the clinger sort of approach, mm. you know, where you where you where you dress up and you say, "Oh, I'm crazy." Or, yeah, yeah, when you just yeah. put shit everywhere, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I mean, let's face it: when shit comes out, then it's everyone knows that you know if you're okay with that just being everywhere, then you're crazy. Mm. So that could probably work. But I, I think the first thing you said, punch him in the face. This proves how how you know not ready for prison you are. The, the, <laughs> the rule is you need to kill him. Oh, yeah, you okay. need to shiv. You, 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 you need don't, to shank him. You, you don't go up to him and like smack his face and 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 say. I'll just tickle him from behind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll challenge him to a thumb war or something. Yeah. Don't do that. Paper, scissors, rock, best of three. I will punch him in the face. And it's like, well, that's not going to be enough. <laughs> that's going to be enough. Uh, yes, yeah, so look, I don't know what I'd do. I feel like, you know, because I'd be. I, uh, you see all these little clips of like documentaries and stuff late at night and whatever. Oh no, actually, I even heard that um, Aunt, you know, how Aunt Becky from um, Full House, 
You know, mm. she went to the big house. Did apparently, she? Yeah, yeah. So apparently she was, uh, she knew she was going in. And so she was apparently cons- consulting like prison experts to get her ready. Wow. Which I think is kind of brilliant. But yeah, I mean. She didn't just have house arrest? Well, this That's was the plan. Wild. I can't remember whether she actually went or not. But, but did, it, did she get out in like, you know, a couple of days, like uh, Juicy Smoothie? <laughs> <laughs> Smollett or whatever his name is, um, <laughs> Jussie. Jussie Smollett. Yes, no, he didn't need to do anything. He well, he did the crazy route, but he, he started did. in the court. He so he, oh, the, the verdict came down, and I thought he was going to say something intelligible when the judge said, "What you know? Have you got anything to say?" And he said, "I am not suicidal." <laughs> no, you know why he said that? <laughs> I do know why he said that. He thinks he's Epstein. Yes, right? he thinks he's Epstein. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well. It's brilliant though because it's it's crazy sort of you know the crazy like what he did was crazy so yeah you'd believe yeah. that he's crazy right what he did was fucking batshit yeah yes no mm-hmm. it was it was yeah it was a magnificent uh, <laughs> uh, uh, what is it like performance art yeah it was performance art it was yeah Shia LaBeouf level sort of performance art you know? <laughs> so so John would you go gay for stay. Um, well, you know, I mean, what, what, uh, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas is what I'm (laughs) saying. I think you'd get good, good shit out of it, really. Yeah. I feel like it'd be, it'd be, you know, I just, look, I'd, I'd let what happens happen, but I like Aunt Becky's thing. If I knew I was going in, I would, apparently she only spent two months in prison. So, um, but still, if I heard I was going in, I would just, yeah, I think I would just immediately get, like, try and Research. get jacked up and, uh, and like, just get, do full martial arts and the whole bit. Right. <laughs> All of it. Like, because that, that's the main thing, you know. I'd, you just, like, so I'd get that sorted out. And then, I don't know, I might just, um, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'll see what happens. Okay. <laughs> you okay. played by so ear. You're not convinced on sucking dick yet. Oh, well, why would I be the one doing it? How do you know that I wouldn't be, you know, the one? Getting it You're the bitch. Well, okay, all right. Maybe I would do that. (laughs) No need to to dwell on it. (laughs) Like Richard has in his personal life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, so I had some problems with this script. I don't know if you picked these up. So I thought we'd just, so, so Skip and Harry don't change much. All right. Mm, yeah. Now that's okay in a buddy film, but they're also not tested much. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, well, Wilder's the... tested, isn't he? With all the the torturous stuff. <laughs> well, okay, that's a fine retort, but but where's the moment where their friendship is in the balance? Yes, mm. true. Like, you know, you could change it by saying that Harry wants to escape, and then Skip doesn't, and mm. then Harry would be pushing Skip to take the deal from the warden. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like that's a little bit of uh, tension or drama there. Certainly uh, Skip is tested by the warden, but that's another problem because there's no main antagonist really. So we've got the warden, we've got the main guard, who's the, like the, the sort of the number two man, but we've also got the other heavy who is? Jonathan Banks. Jonathan Banks. So we, So that means we've got two fucking number two guys. Mm, and then. That's confusing. Well, I was confused. But then we've also got the the real bank robbers, so mm, the real yeah, bank yeah. robbers who who were set up at the beginning and frame Harry and Skip. So what this does is dilutes 
uh, everything a bit. You know, we've got uh, the duties of an antagonist spread around. So here's an example. So in Caddyshack, we've got Judge Smales, you know, and there are other there are other villains, but he's definitely the main villain, and he is the villain that is smote at the end or smited by by Danny. Okay, in mm-hmm. Ghostbusters, we have William Atherton as the EPA guy, and he is consistently the bad guy in the movie uh and and you know we get to see him dealt with by we get to see the sort of the i told you so moment you know what i mean where the ghosts mm. are real so it's focused it's efficient um it doesn't and being a comedy is no excuse uh, the warden gets his comeuppance in this movie but it's not directly by skip or harry so it sort of is by another inmate who throws the money and that's that's just a that's a, a very obvious mistake that everyone can make you're writing and you just go, oh, and then like this inmate will, you know, this other random inmate will throw the money and everyone will go and really someone needs to be there to say, all right, yes, that's that's great. I love that little moment. Now, is there a way we can involve um, our heroes in that, like, yeah. that moment or otherwise it's just, um, I don't know, it's just an, an episode that happened on the same day that our heroes were having their yeah. drama. So. That's not good. And finally, the real bank robbers are apprehended off screen. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Um, That's something I had a big problem with. But I mean, it was this is a problem because it was established that these guys targeted Harry and Skip. They're motherfuckers. Yeah. Mm. They targeted um, Harry and Skip and framed them, and then they were found and and uh, and and off uh, off screen apprehended. So we don't get. That's why this movie sort of peters out is that although it's obsessed with this huge breakout scene, which we can maybe talk about, but uh, more importantly, who cares about the breakout? Like that, that, that's like, you know, I'll watch Escape from Alcatraz if I want that. Like mm. that, that's, that's something else. But what they've done is that they haven't given us any release. So at the end, you feel on edge. You're like, oh, well, no one I wanted to see, you know, I mean, these guys are out, but they escaped and then she comes and tells them that it's yeah. okay that they escaped. Yeah. I don't know if that's how it works, by the way. No, it doesn't. No. no. And and are they are they going to get done for, like, helping the others escape, you know? Yes, they are going down. They're going down. <laughs> so they're yeah. going to prison. And-, and surely there's some official process of exoneration too, like in front of a judge, you don't just get to sort of just walk away. No, <laughs> no, but we've seen. Look, we've seen all. We've seen west west of Memphis and that. That's like, exactly yeah. right. <laughs> we, we've seen all these documentaries where, yeah. even when it's like, oh, there's overwhelming evidence that you didn't do it and you had nothing to do with it. The best you can hope for, like, unless you sign this this awful document which basically says forevermore that you did it, mm-hmm. then yeah. you're not getting out. And you yeah. have to just stay in prison forever. That's how it really happens. They don't just go, mm. oh, off you go. Go and be with your good girlfriend and ride off into the sunset. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> no way. How did you get out? Busted out. But you're free. You're damn right we're free. No, I mean they caught the other two guys. Thanks to Meredith. Oh. <laughs> you mean we're really free? So one one thing I like um, in this film, I, I, I quite like the gay guy, but I like him because like prior, it, like he's he's making these advances on prior all the time, and he's you know obviously 
aghast at it all, but he's still part of the friendship group, you know? Yeah. I wash your socks. What? Why won't you wash my socks? You leave my socks alone, man. Stay out of my face. So, for some reason, just the way he says, stay yeah. out of my face, is hilarious. Yeah. Because because it's it's also, because it's not blue, he didn't swear as well. Mm. So it's, mm. it's, 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 uh, there's something about it. Now his relationship with that guy is quite funny. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's, um, it's really sweet. <laughs> it's sweet. <laughs> and what about, so there's a moment where, uh, the, the, the gay guy reaches over to get the, the serviettes and Richard Bryce slaps his hand and says, stop that or whatever. And then he said, do you mind? Why the hell you kill your stepfather anyway? Huh? Criticizing my new fur jacket. And slapping my hand. The funniest part's when he says, um, you know, and, and slapping my hand. Yeah. So <laughs> simple. Yeah. So yeah. simple. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's what people wanted in 1980. They just had enough. They did enough of the of the of the nightmare mm. they were living. Yeah. That's what AJ wanted in 2022. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I love there's a few childlike moments too with Skip. And um and Harry and one of them I like is how they both go to the toilet at the same time in their cells. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's the kind of shit the kids do, you know. Actually, <laughs> we should probably talk about them. They that Gene Wilder uh, and Richard Pryor. I mean, it's they're a well-established duo, but really they are a. He is Gene Wilder is a glorious anchor for Richard Pryor, mm. and I think why. I, well, certainly I prefer their movies where they're together than when Richard Pryor's solo is because Richard Pryor, even despite everything that's going on in his life and his, his addiction and whatever, he, he is really, he, I think he really likes Gene Wilder and he is paying attention to him all the time, like, like truly sitting there and listening to everything he has to say. And I think he, I mean, I don't know what's in his heart and mind, but it appears to me that he thinks he's very funny. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like Richard Pryor is totally zeroed in on all of the nonsense that, that Gene Wilder is saying. And that is just, a, that's what we like, I think. Because mm. Brewster's millions. It didn't have it. It didn't have it. No. And, and Richard Pryor just seemed like he was everywhere else, you know, whereas yeah. there were times in this where he was, unable to look away like 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 Gene Wilder was doing all this stuff and and that's extraordinary considering yeah how absent he seems uh, mm. sometimes yeah definitely yeah well I really love the visual gag of the jeans Me too. So, that <laughs> so they've had a hard day's labor uh and they've gone to bed and Pryor basically can't get up on the top bunk and he ends up pulling all his all his sheets and and mattress down sort of accidentally and then it cuts to the next day when they get woken up by by the prison guards and they're just kind of lying in a heap together on the on the cell floor and then they get woken up and then Wilder sort of rolls over he's only got one leg in his jean and then Pryor puts it's like oh he gets shocked into waking up and then he starts putting his jeans on but he puts his jean leg in Gene Wilder's uh <laughs> jeans and then he's like <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's got one so leg. Good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh God. Yes. Very good. The so the stuff gags are funny. Yes. Mm. Well, it was a lot of funny stuff, you know. Mm. Like it was it was yeah, they were on fire. I just love Gene Wilder's laughing. He's he's uh sort of 
he's in hysterics, mm. you know, yeah. like in that first scene when he's the store detective. Yes, yeah. Mm. You know, and he's just like, I mean, that's just manic, wonderfully manic. Oh, yeah. yeah. And his eyes. Yes. He's got phenomenal eyes. Like, yeah. they're mm. so blue. And they're just crazy. Yeah, they are manic. And and it, it is a shame that you don't really see what happens at the conclusion of that of that scene. You would be it would mm. be the cherry on top, you know. I feel robbed. Like like yeah. that that's clearly a scene there. I, yeah. I'm annoyed, JJ. Do, is, do you think the do you think there's a, a um like well a... it's there's the, like for the fact that we've said it's too long and it goes for an hour fifty, it could have been cleaned up a lot and we could have got the extra bits that we needed. I mean, look, the people on the people on the internet, they don't know either. Does anyone know if the store detective sequence towards the beginning of the film is cut? It doesn't seem to have a resolution. Yeah. Hey, no, yeah. this is the best bit. Ten years ago by Moranis 2. So this is a long-standing mystery. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh wait, she says, um, she says uh, great stuff to him too. She says, "Like we'll kick you in the nuts as well, mm. doesn't she? I'll give you." Oh, she's pissed. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And he just keeps laughing at it. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> and I was surprised too with the ending, thinking that it would he would have written a play and made money, and they would have got successful that way. That's yes. what I was kind of waiting for. Mm, yeah, like that they would have got let out of jail. Everything's sweet, and he's written this musical about prisons. Yeah. <laughs> no, because we didn't. That's the thing. So it's established at the beginning that they are fed up with the city, which is fine. That's that's normal. We've seen that before. I mean, the sort of the weekend at, weekend at Bernie's was was had that same theme, right? Mm. Sort of a little bit. Um, yeah. Uh, but in this case, what would you say their their want or their need was? Do you know what I mean? Like, sure, Harry said, "I'll come with you," but what 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 you know what was it that they wanted? Mm. And did that? What did they get in the end? Were they going to California to try and make it in Hollywood? Was that the deal, or well, it was implied, wasn't it? Because they didn't make any money yeah. last year from from their vocation. So yeah, that's to, right. Yeah, go to Hollywood, sort of. And um, mm. I, I, I just feel like yeah, they didn't. <laughs> they, well, they, but they didn't because the thing is that they go, oh, let's go on this trip, and they go, okay, great, and then they get arrested like by happenstance, and then because Arizona sucks, I guess, or whatever. And then the, the point is we've got to get out of prison and then they get out of prison and then yeah. that's it. Yeah. Like, and I don't know what, I, I, and I know you meant to just sort of take it all in, but at the same time, like what, um, I don't know. I don't know what either of them want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you buy the car scene at the end? when she saw them in the car and chased them down. Oh, that just seemed like they shot it at lunchtime, like like yeah. in between in between the actual shoot. Like, yeah, that just seemed that's such a rushed ending. It yeah. is. Mm. You know, like seeing seeing someone by by accident, you mean? The, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Dreadful. Okay. I have that it has happened to me though. What? I have <laughs> I've driven past a restaurant and spotted people that I knew in the restaurant. Yeah, right. While I was and then, driving. and then, did you quickly turn the car around, smash into a bunch of other cars, <laughs> then quickly say sorry, but then tear off, and then well, track them down? I sent her a text saying, "I'm watching you. Why are you at our restaurant?" <laughs> <laughs> well, 
All right. So it can happen is what you're saying. It can happen. That's what I'm saying. I usually I'd call bullshit, but. <laughs> do, do you think this movie could have gone with one of those endings where it sort of freeze frames on each character and then tells oh, has, God. Has some text that goes, this guy, he ended up like, Jesus. you know, he, he escaped to, <laughs> to Mexico. And then that guy was like, you know. I... Hate That's amazing. You hate those. I hate it so much. <laughs> That's so because, good. <laughs> like, the comedic ones are half okay. I think they do it in, you know, sort of uh, American graffiti or whatever or something like that. But, but when it's like, um, I think the movie violations, <laughs> do that in movie violations, maybe, <laughs> maybe. But yeah, I just generally don't like it because. You're taking, you're robbing me of my imagination. You're, you're, you're saying, oh, yeah, this is what happened. I'm like, no, don't tell me what happened. I'll, I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what happened. And they go, no. So no, you would rather they jump in the air and give each yes. other a high five? Well, no, what I want is Bender in Breakfast Club to put his arm up in the air. And I don't want it to say, and Bender okay. never, never spoke to them ever again. <laughs> and, and, you, and you go, oh, really? So he definitely never spoke to, no, he never did. And he never got with Molly Ringwald. And you go, oh, yeah, right. Heavy. <laughs> you know? But I, I feel like it would be nice to know what the other guys ended up doing. You know? It would be nice to know. This is so thin. <laughs> this character is so thin. And you, want know, you want to know how it all turned out. Uh, that's good. I want to know what happened to Grossberger. <laughs> He's still in prison, isn't he? Did he get yeah, out? Yeah. No. Oh, he didn't make it he out? Stayed. He seemed to. He did, didn't know. Because the thing is, that they were playing. Here's the thing: he's a mass murderer. Mm-hmm. Even he knows he's got to stay there. Whereas yeah, yeah. the other guy's a bank robber, which he probably did because you know, I don't know, America's racist or something. And uh, you know, and actually, oh, the other guy killed his stepfather, but it sounded like his stepfather. I don't know, probably you know, had it coming. So, like, but but it's like they didn't want because if Grossberger gets out, just because he's got a good singing voice, yeah, like you'd go, oh, wait a minute, isn't he still? A mass murderer? Yeah. Well, well, and he could have been discovered. That's yeah. true. Okay. But the, the line was so funny when they said he killed his family and then he killed more people that reminded him of his family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. Maybe just a, to keep or a creeper, just quickly, just quickly. Okay. There's not a, not a lot to cover here. Real, Not a lot, really. So... All right, first up, we've got Gene Wilder as Skip Donahue. Now, to be honest, I don't have a lot to offer you tonight, AJ, but I must say we've got a slumming playwright here, okay? Mm. All I'll say, he's upbeat. He's upbeat. Romantic. Hmm. Yeah? Yeah. Um, so. You know, the highs are high and the lows are low. <laughs> so he's got bipolar. Sweet. So he's got bipolar. So I don't know He's how a dreamer. Are. Yeah, you. dream. Actually, that's where we're headed to next in society, isn't it? We're not going to say bipolar. It'll be, we'll say, anyway, they're a dreamer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that is that is where we're headed. Like you just go, wait, so what do you mean by Is that the new word for bipolar? Yes, it is. So we're back in time, really. Yeah. Remember how people used to say if they were, people were depressed, oh, he's they've got bad not, nerves. And- yeah, oh, he's not, like, oh, he's not right, you know? Like you don't, they did, you don't. Yeah. Be, yeah, bad nerves. I love how bad nerves just was just a could just be you had severe autism or um like yeah. I, I don't know, like a twitch. 
Do you know what I mean? Like it could yeah. be anything. <laughs> yeah. It could be anything. Or crippling in anxiety. Crippling yeah. anxiety. Oh, a nerve condition. You say, yeah. Jesus, what does that mean to me? So anyway, uh, Skip Donahue, uh, yeah, look, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, but he seems, seems healthy uh, enough. And as I say, like, yeah, um, you get what you see. So what do you think, Keeper or Creeper? Or? I, don't, I think he's dark enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you like him dark. Yeah. Yeah, this is true. And um, so he does have that sort of, you know, happy-go-lucky vibe. Yeah. Um, I don't know. No, no, we are going to cover some stuff in a later section that I think you know does is a little bit dark, but it's not. You know, it's a line call. So anyway, and unfortunately, we don't have um any other uh sort of. There's no other bucket to put him in. So it's either mm. keeper or creeper. So what are we? Ah, uh, creeper. Is creeper? yeah. I, I want him dark like in Willy Wonka. Yeah. Oh well, he <laughs> he is a creeper, and but yeah. but also a keeper. In many ways, because he's you know he's he's very charismatic. Um, Richard Pryor as Harry Monroe. I don't have much on Harry because, to be honest with you, we are not told anything about Harry. But he is a slumming actor. Um, he definitely wants to get out of prison. So <laughs> he, he loves ganja from the motherland. That's yeah, true. Oh, so he does. So I was going to weed guy. So I don't know what you think of weed guys. Do you do you, you don't mind if a guy is all about the weed or no? That's how fine. much how much about the weed um does he have to be for you to say all right that's maybe too much about the weed well if he's having breakfast bongs every day okay that's not great so <laughs> so there's a limit is what i'm saying but anyway he, yeah. he, anyway this guy just he seems but he's well balanced he's he was held down a job so it's true um you know and uh i don't know he seems to be a little bit bi curious that's true. Yeah. So, and that's very, that's quite um, du jour, isn't it? <laughs> you know, like Sam Sam Smith and all that. Like, I mean, he's not really, well, he's not really bi-curious. I think he's just heterosexual, but said he was queer or non-binary or something, isn't it? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Is that what he did or? Because well, that's what, sure. what they're all doing, aren't they? Uh, yeah. <laughs> isn't it a code? Isn't it kind of a code word of, to say, I don't know, like, um, don't cancel me. And yeah. and and buy my music. Stream buy my, my music. music. And yeah. and that and don't make sure you don't snap photos of me later with three girls that I'm with. <laughs> Only girls. <laughs> the three like no no men, no dudes, just girls. But you know, in my heart I'm queer, don't worry. All right. So anyway, uh Harry Munro, um, yeah, I, I don't know. He's a little bit dark, actually. He does have a darker mm. edge. Um, so yeah. keeper or creeper? It's a hard one. Mm. I think I'm on the line. Okay. Ooh. All right. Well, we could come back to him if you like. So okay. I've got a, uh, final bonus for you. Um, Erland, Erland Van Lid as Grossberger. <laughs> Big sweetheart, you know, <laughs> lovely singing would, voice. It would kill for me. He would kill for you. Uh, so passionate, um, and uh, you know, and quite honourable in the end, you know, in a way, <laughs> like he, you know, um, and misunderstood, I think, is the main thing. Uh, but you know, I don't want to dwell. I mean, we shouldn't dwell on what people what people's have done in their life and, and everything. But I think, look, I think he might have killed some people. Yeah, 
yeah. might have been related to him. But, you know, that's you just have to take the good with the bad, I say. He doesn't talk much. So no. I could dominate. You could dominate. So if you're looking for that sort of punk bitch sort yeah. of guy, that could, you know. Maybe he's my man. It could be. So, uh, so the two we've got to choose from, we've got Harry Monroe and we've got Grossberger. Let's go Grossberger, uh, Keeper or Creeper? Creeper. Creeper. I'll say they're both Creepers. Okay. Harry Monroe. Who am I kidding? No, that's fair enough. There was no, no, no one in there tonight that's uh, worthy, but there have been some Keepers. Razorback, that's I true. believe, was uh, famous. Yeah. Was the first one, I think. That's true. So anyway, that's that. What do you got? <laughs> Sorry, I was just adjusting my headphones then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Technical issues. I got some trivia. Trivia. So there were 350 Arizona state prison inmates that worked as extras in this film. I believe it. Wow. Uh, Pryor and Wilder improvised many of their scenes together. Well, that's clear. That's clear. That's clear. I mean, all that, all the kung fu sounds. I yeah, all that sort of written shit. down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're the worst bits. Are the improvised bits? That's, that's probably the case. You know. So, uh, as the first movie directed by an African American to gross over 100 million in North America. Now, uh, Erlan Van Lidith played uh, Grossberger. He was an MIT computer science grad who accidentally turned to acting whilst en route to an operatic career. Um, so he also said he was grateful to director Sidney Portier for allow allowing him to read the script during filming. He said, when I did Willie Al Woody Allen's picture, um, he never knew the title or what the film was about. Oh. So, with Stir Crazy, Richard Pryor earned a million dollars for this one film and he was the first black actor to do so. But 1980, that's big. Yeah, that's pretty that's big. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So he he got the most money, but Gene Wilder got top billing, I think. Right. I'd rather the cash. Yeah. True. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Especially when you're an addict. <laughs> oh. Are we going to talk about Richard Pryor? Yeah, maybe after the trivia. All right. Okay. Sorry. So uh, this is related. Uh, Pryor con uh, consistently showed up late, hours late on set, uh, sometimes not arriving until noon. Uh, his bodyguard later admitted to uh, Pryor's agent, David Franklin, that Pryor was freebasing cocaine every night, making the star's behavior erratic and paranoid. So this is uh, of the four movies in which Pryor and Wilder teamed up, this was the most successful at the box office. Um, and this is one of five movies where Gene Wilder played a man wrong, wrongly accused of committing a crime. The others being Silver Streak, The Frisco Kid, Hanky Panky, See No Evil, Hear No Evil. And do you think that works because he's so nice? Like that whole, it's, it's funny because he's such a nice guy and he, and he gets wrongfully ac accused and put into prison. That's why he's cast in these movies. Richard Pryor. Because five's a lot. Sorry. Um. No, Gene Wilder. Oh, Gene Wilder. Um, yeah. Five is a lot. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the deal. Yeah, I guess so. Because it's contrast, isn't it? He's yeah. like, he's Gene Wilder. And he's, yeah. he looks like he's, a, and he's so lovely. Like if, if you've ever heard, he's really <laughs> sentimental as well. Like, you know. He's in real life as well. He is, yeah. If you've ever read any of his bio or anything like that, he's really a real sweetheart. And so the idea of him having to deal with hard time and all of that is yeah. like, is, is really inherently funny. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, Richard Pryor refused to wear the woodpecker costume for the bank scene, so a double was used in the film. Amazing. But he did wear it for the poster and promotional pictures. So, so, so you, so he, wear it then. so he fucking wore it. That's he wore ridiculous. it for the yeah. That's weird, isn't it? He wore well, it for the yeah. poster. Well, that's ridiculous though. Like, because I can understand. Just like if Cersei not wanting to get her bosoms out, I'm like, yeah, sure. Mm. You didn't want to do it. That's fine. I get it. Um, and him saying, I don't want to wear the bird because you might get it. Great. That's fine, man. You're, you're big enough to, to, to not have to do that. Mm. Uh, uh, but him wearing it in the end on two other occasions or whatever, <laughs> then he's just fucking with everyone. And that yeah. that's disrespectful. That's yeah. crazy. I hate that. That's the stuff I hate. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're wasting people's time. There are people, there are people desperate to get into this industry and you are wasting everyone's time. Hate that. Yeah, yeah. Well, this <gasps> might this might uh, be a nice segue into talking about Richard Pryor. It was during the filming of this movie that Pryor binged on freebase cocaine, dumped a bottle of one five one proof rum all over his body, and set himself on fire. And uh, he stated years later that it was a suicide attempt because he couldn't stop yeah. using cocaine. So, mm. what to believe? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean. The, 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 the doco is just an endless parade of, yeah, sex and drugs, or maybe mm. drugs, and, yeah. uh, uh, and wives. It should be wives and drugs. <laughs> yeah. And, and rock and roll. Like, just, and I love it when, I mean, we talked about this last week a bit, but like, I love it when it's like the interview with one of the women and it says, wife number four and seven. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> four and seven and you go oh yeah that means he had two others in between he was like you know what number four was where it was at yeah yeah i'm going back i'm going back <laughs> Fucking hell. so I mean, what do you think of this what do you think of all this they just want the cash like how could you be bothered mm. is it he's a funny guy is that <laughs> like yeah but his whole life, though, like, like, what did you make of 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 this sort of roller coaster that he was on? It was interesting to see some of the early stuff of his, which which I I haven't seen enough of. Like, really, the early early stuff, like in the sixties as mm. well, like mm. when he's basically just a kid. It's quite fascinating. Um, but yeah, I think I think that whole he's just I think his upbringing just fucked him up, really. Mm. Yeah. I gotta to listen to his the albums. I think I don't, I don't. I've never listened to enough of the album. I think obviously I've seen the specials, the the video, mm. but I feel like the guy that that Dave Chappelle and Paul Mooney and you know Mel Brooks and that. I feel like the guy they love is the guy from the comedy albums. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like the guy that that's the problem I have is that I haven't seen or heard enough of the stuff where he was the best in the business and thought deeply enough about why he was so groundbreaking. Mm. And perhaps that always, that last point I can take because uh, that always happens when, when someone is a, a uh, sort of an earth shaker often what the, what they, what they've ended up doing uh, becomes filtered down because it's so shocking. Like we, I mean, you know, when you see Eddie, Eddie Murphy stuff, obviously you're, you're basically watching a lot of Richard Pryor. You know, mm, like yeah, you're seeing definitely. a lot of those things like filter down and down and down. And and it's like Hitchcock. You don't take, you take him for granted, right? And then, uh, but all the grammar that he set up, the visual grammar is is just hard baked into everyone now. Everyone's doing it. Doesn't, you can't, doesn't matter. If you, doesn't matter what you want. If you're watching Bridgerton or something, you, you, you've got Hitchcock somewhere in there. Yeah. So uh, it's it's the same with this guy because I feel like, yeah, I've got to bridge that gap because I'm ignorant really when it, when it, when it comes to him, I think. I've seen 
Brewster's Millions. <laughs> yeah. Seen or evil, we hear no evil. Yeah, and that, and these are not these are not good movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not good. And the, and to see Dave Chappelle on that, just like they're just fawning. They're just like, oh, this guy's mm. amazing. He's so good. And I'm like, I okay, I don't I don't know that guy, and I should. Yeah, yeah. And and on the doco, did you see like again? It was another doco from another time, maybe ten years ago. It felt longer. And like Whoopi was in it, and she looked like she sounded normal. Yeah, she did sound <laughs> sounded like a normal human being. Like she was just speaking. I was like, "Oh, there's my Whoopi." Yeah, <laughs> there's my Whoopi. <laughs> Whoopi. And then, <laughs> and then, and then, cut to now, just a total monster, progressive, yeah. drug-addled monster. Mm. You know, um, who says uh, the maddest shit you've ever heard? Yeah. So, anyway. There was a bunch of other stuff on that doco. Oh, saying the N-word, like so much N-word in this doco. Like, yeah. again, it was from the era when you could say it uh, when referencing it because yeah. he's put it in the titles of his of his CDs or yeah, his right. albums. Yeah. 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 So I'm not going to say it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> say it, AJ. You can't make me. You usually. No, I can't say it. No, don't do it. <laughs> Do it. It's not worth it, mate. Not worth no, it. Not worth it. You know, if it can, if it can, you know, if it can fuck up, what's his face, Joe Rogan? Joe you know, hmm. it'll cancel me. He's got he's <laughs> he's had a bunch of kids as well. He's got seven kids, mm, yeah. uh, seven kids to six different women. Mm. That's what you do. Oh, get in there, just get it done, get out. I, I wonder how well they get on the seven mm. kids. You know? Oh yeah, I don't know. Um, it's just uh, I mean, look. You know, I I, res- I I like obviously uh, I respect people's work, you know, and sometimes they live crazy lives and they got to do it. But it's a lot of wreckage here, isn't there? Mm. You know, you're like this is a there's a lot of wreckage in this life. It's not this isn't just him. This is like no children and partners and mm. friends. Like what about the poor friend who had to watch him burning up? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So it's just mm. like it's just a total. Uh, total mess, and yeah. um, and the next generation's probably a mess too. Like it's generational as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, so real, real, real and, bummer. And who's the guy he he calls from the hospital when he's just been burnt up? Like <laughs> he calls up and he's like, "Who's <sighs> that uh, whispering? Am, yes. am I gonna die? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Did he call You're... his manager or something? Like or his friend? I don't You'd know. Never forget it. You'd never forget no. it. You'd just be like, oh, you'd be It'd like. Be Tattooed. Yeah, you'd just be like, yeah. that was the most nightmarish thing ever, you know? But that's my Richie. <laughs> <laughs> mm, do you want to have some reviews? Yeah, yeah, go on. Okay, so Ebert gave the film two stars out of four and wrote that uh, it starts strong, but once Wilder and Pryor are thrown into prison, it seems to lose its way as the movie gets bogged down in developing its own plot. Um it's, uh, he says that that's not always the best thing for comedy to do because if we're not laughing, it hardly matters. It hardly matters uh, what happens to the plot. Uh, Vincent Canby of the New York Times uh, panned the film as a prison comedy of quite stunning humorlessness, uh, which appears to have been improvised badly more often than written. 
Uh, Short Siskel. and nasty. <laughs> yes. Uh, Siskel of the uh, Chicago uh, uh, Tribune was positive, giving the film three uh, three stars out of four and writing, there are explosively funny moments in this prison comedy that wouldn't be there without Pryor, who radiates a comic energy in a scene even when he's merely standing still. What I found interesting about these reviews, everyone's loving on Pryor and no mm. one mentions Gene Wilder. Well, that's a shame. Because Gene Wilder is a, is a shining light of this movie. Yeah. And props him up. I yes. think Pryor is almost the straight man sometimes. In this, yes. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, I, I think he's so much funnier when he is the straight man, which is Definitely. weird. It's a bit like Martin Short. I think he's funny when he's the straight man. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes. Like in, in, yeah. in, a, in a space. Definitely. Yeah. When, mm. when he's doing all the other stuff, I'm like, oh, I like that when he's a straight man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Variety wrote uh, the extensive comic talents of Richard Pryor take a below average film like Stir Crazy and makes it into an often funny and 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 saleable picture. Okay. So, like as in as in uh, something we can sell. I think so. Well, that's good. That's good. I like it. Uh, hooray, capitalism. Yeah. Um, So last one, uh, Gary Arnold of the Washington Post, he also liked the film stating that it blends several inventive, high-spirited performing talents into a tangy, cheerful entertainment. Tangy? Tangy, yeah. You like that? Is that a word you'd use? I don't know about tangy. Tangy? Tangy? No, because tangy's been (laughs) – we used to use that like as as a real negative thing. Like, oh really? Like yeah. like it's sour or something? Yeah, oh, it's a bit tangy, you know. Like, <laughs> not good. Not good. Anyway, don't dwell on it. <laughs> so there you go. All right. Well, that's the reviews. So the Me Too meet tonight. A uh, couple of things to consider. Uh, just some short things. So we meet uh, Harry and Skip, and not too soon after, Skip sells Harry on the idea of this trip to California. All right. And what's the promise? Well, he offers the promise of something, right? Women. Yeah. Women, robust. Yeah. Natural. Robust. <laughs> open. Carefree. Uninhibited. Healthy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I like healthy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is hate speech from the pen of the patriarchy. Okay. <laughs> All right. Women should be the opposite of whatever men want. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'll exactly. teach you. That'll teach him. <laughs> so, uh, but more damning is Skip's line, his next line. I'll play this for you now. Okay, just picture this. Right. You and me and two girls romping through the desert, splashing into the ocean, and the moonlight is out. And we just catch a glimpse of their bodies when the moonlight hits their breasts, and we watch those breasts just bounce gently to and fro. You sand? After the water, we go on the sand, but we'll have a blanket area. You're telling me I'm serious. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Let's go. Okay. California, here I come. To and fro. To and fro. To and fro. Okay. Bouncing, (laughs) breasts bouncing to and fro. To and fro in the moonlight. So these breasts aren't for you, you pig. All right. All right. They are there to... You know, this is what she's, she's thinking. They, they, these breasts are here so I can make money from on OnlyFans and, <laughs> and or write anti-Trump screeds on them. 
Yes. <laughs> That's what breasts uh, are for. Not for the bouncing in the moonlight in the desert or whatever these pep pack of old rapists want to do. <laughs> all right. So that's damning. Next up, the strip club. I don't know. Look, all right. Now, this scene is beyond the pale. Okay. So Meredith uh, goes, this is Joe Beth Williams. She goes undercover at a strip club, which is, you know, I mean, that's just, I don't know, working in an abattoir or something. Same sort of, <laughs> same sort of deal, I guess. <laughs> It's the kind of establishment that serves liquor and features women dancing for money. So essentially these women, are, they're wearing clothes and article by article, they remove their clothes, exposing their young nubile flesh. <laughs> now, why would someone want to look at young natural breasts with pink semi-hard nipples? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't understand. I honestly don't understand what the appeal is of seeing a G-string pulled, you know, tight in the crevice of a woman's bouncing behind. <laughs> this is, I mean, I, I, I think I'll just leave that there. You, 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 you get where I'm coming at. Uh, so um, next up, uh, we have that line uh, that uh, Harry says, uh, if you ain't bad, you get fucked. All right. So he says this at the beginning, right? Now, this is unfortunately Harry kink shaming uh, male attracted prisoners. So, because as we we've established this before, the only way to show tolerance these days is to do stuff you know you don't want to do with people you don't want to do it with. That is, that's the rule, Ricky. So if you need, Ricky, if you're not a bigot, well then you know what you need to do. All right, and it sure as hell involves a lady dick. <laughs> we'll get to that later. So next up. Uh, the close of the film, Mer- Meredith saves uh, Skip, uh, you know, from by finding the the real bank robbers. And how is she rewarded? Well, with two unconsensual kisses, of course. Okay. The first is a peck on the lips. The second, much longer, hands on the face. And look, when when I I've already told you, men out there, when are you going to get it? Okay. Women don't want to be kissed without being asked. Okay. This is a sexual crime, simple, okay? She was too paralyzed to scream, most likely for fear of losing out on a job opportunity or something like that. So the, don't, don't make a move unless they want you to, okay? And if they want you to, then it's okay. But if they don't, if you're ugly or something or you're not, they're not into you, then your life is literally over, okay? Alyssa Milano and Ashley Judd and the rest of them will show up with pussy hats and they're going to take all your shit, all right? So that's the choice you have, men. Ricky, you get yes, it? Yes, I get it. Well, good. good. <laughs> Just keep it consensual. <laughs> keep it consensual. <laughs> you know? Just when they want the kiss, to say, may I, may I kiss you? Say that. Say Chick, yeah, chicks love that. Yeah, <laughs> they love it. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, mean, that's, I say that to Katie all the time. I say, I go, may I kiss you? And then she says, oh, yes, please. <laughs> Next up. All right. Finally up uh, in our lineup tonight, we have Let Me Transplain. So Rory, the ostensibly gay inmate who we've covered tonight, uh, he assumes a disguise to escape. Uh, and he actually, uh, his escape outfit is a, you know, sort of a, he looks like a chic and fashionable woman. He looks really cool. Yeah. Technically, could get up. technically trans. Because cross-dressing, I think, or whatever is now part of that, the umbrella. And, you know, I, I, actually, he sort of becomes the archetype of all our favourite sassy and soulless Netflix shows. 
you know, sort of the the black trans woman, which uh, you know is uh, I think their their favorite thing at Netflix. And uh, anyway, she kisses Harry and says, "Try to be try to be brave, sweet pants." Harry is sort of half disgusted, which means he needs to check his thinking, as we know. Um, but luckily we do hear Skip, Gene Wilder, rightly say, oh, he's a girl now. Did you catch that? <laughs> I did that not. He says he's yeah. a girl now. And and AJ, it's that simple. It's that simple. So I don't see what the big deal is. Why are women always moaning on and on? It's all, I want my sex-based rights. Trans women are destroying women's sport. AJ, when are you ladies going to get it? All the best women are trans. <laughs> okay they're like women but stronger and they've got the balls to get it done that's what i'm saying and if you can't handle it then you know we're not just going to let bygones be bygones whatever that means oh, we'd, we'd, i'm going to dox you and get you fired or threaten your life and, and go mental on twitter all right so that's what we got for the Me Too Media tonight. Lots of controversy tonight, <laughs> as you can see. For an uncontroversial movie. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, again, you don't need, sometimes the charges, you know, you guys are the jury and sometimes these, you know, you don't have to take these into account. They're just, they're there. You take, <laughs> you take what you want and, and leave the rest. So what do, you, what, what do you give it out of 10? Well, as we know, no film can get zero. That's impossible. That's true. That's correct. But I think it's low. It's, it's a real so low. I, I, I'd probably give it a three. Yeah, I'd give it a two. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> I, I think, uh, yeah, I, 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 I give it, I think it's quite low. Yeah. It's just funny how those scenes with Gene Wilder at the end, although I, although I do make fun, um, that him kissing her, it, it's a shame that something like that is now completely ruined for all time. Do you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. like, it's. I understand, obviously, uh, the the seriousness behind the debate. Um, but you know, this is some shit we lost in the fire. <laughs> yeah. Well, because well, sometimes you just have to take a risk. Well, you know, and she's into it. Tell that she's to the into judge. him. Yeah. All right. Okay. Aziz, so I don't know if I'm Ansari Ooh. is all I'll say. The yeah, well, he's back. Is he? He's back. Right, Louis, yeah. CK, is he back? Yeah. Back, wow. back. <laughs> I should jerk off in front of people more often, you know? That's a fun party trick. Yeah, you know. It's like you just say, you know, you can leave or not. It's up to you. <laughs> he was doing it in houseplants, so what, yes. what more can you want? Yeah, that's fine. That's all about board. You can, you can hang up a phone. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> It's, it's their fault, I say. So, um, uh, uh, all right, yeah, I'll give it, yeah, three, about a three, I guess. You know, yeah, I, I think it's it's fairly harmless. And I just finished by saying, yeah, I thought the the, um, the strip scene was 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 good. I like that scene. Yeah, I can imagine that you did. Natural, very natural, and none of this uh, sort of nineteen seventies yes. Laurel Canyon mm. garbage hippie dancing. It was getting yep. a little bit. We're edging closer to Nasty Girl, sort yep. of. Yeah, mm. I was embarrassed on the plane to be watching it. Yeah, so yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Well, you know, it's it's uh, it's good. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Well, that's the crazy. I think we'll probably uh, knock Richard Pryor on the head 
for the moment. Maybe we'll swing back another year for <laughs> for some of the other ones. But I have a special uh, a request for a, a, a program that I'd like for us to do, if that's okay with you. Ooh. So, AJ, as you know, uh, well, our listeners might not know, um, uh, I am soon to be a father. Uh, and and uh, that means Katie uh, is is pregnant. That means we had sexual relations and she is now going to give birth as a result of those of those actions she's now transitioning <laughs> to a woman with a, a, a thin lady yeah. to a fat lady yeah that's right that's right along so all right uh so what i thought we could do is cover some baby themed uh comedies so you know i want to do nine months junior a couple others maybe uh, Sounds if, you're good. All, if you're all on board, I think it could be quite fun. And, and we'll, we'll try and rope uh, Katie in, a uh, very busy woman, as you know. Uh, are we going to do Look Who's mm. Talking? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So we'll do all of this and we'll get Katie on as a special segment. Like she can come in and, and give us her thoughts. She can tell you guys what it's like. What Like she'll watch the film and then she can tell, tell you what it's really like. Mm. Oh, I'll give, the I'll dark give, side. I'll give you the tip. It's not good. <laughs> But um, <laughs> but we're gonna have a good time. So I don't know. I feel like I'll, I'll be selfish and get my my favorite one out of the way. I really want to watch Nine Months. Okay. Okay. Because you know yep. I love Hugh Grant, and and I don't even like you know I've told you I don't even like the new one. I like the old Hugh Grant. Yes. Yeah. I don't yeah. like anything. After, I don't like anything from definitely Bridget Jones onwards, but maybe even about a boy. I don't don't even think I like that. Yeah. No, I didn't like that. Yeah. I want I I want Notting Hill. What about Love, love Actually? Yep, he's good in that. Is that only because she's chubby? He's good. Oh yeah, I like all that. I like all that. But um, but uh, it's yeah, no, definitely. I want old-fashioned Hugh. It's like nine months. Let's do it. Let's have a good time and get out. Of, get out of the doldrums, eh? Sounds good. All right. Well, we said what we said. Yeah. Long live the new flesh. Long live the new flesh. Okay, we've got a Me Too meter.